Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, we catch up with Manu Samoa's Tusi PC and Super Rugby newcomers the Sunwolves. And Kiribati's Tekabara Rao Rance is recognised for service to athletics. But first, Fiji defended their Las Vegas Sevens title with a stunning comeback victory over Australia in the Cup final. The Australians burst out of the blocks to lead 15-0 at half-time. But the second half was a different story as Kitione Talinga scored two length of the field runaway tries in the space of a minute to turn the game on its head. Fatima Ravuvu then completed his and Fiji's redemption, combining with captain Osea Kolonisau in the 17th minute to stop Quade Cooper just a metre out from the try line. The ball was stolen and sent wide before Savinatha Rawatha raced away to score, putting Fiji in front 21-15, a scoreline they held until the final whistle. The Fiji head coach Ben Ryan was extremely proud of his team's performance after what had been a challenging fortnight. Obviously it was fantastic that we managed to defend our Vegas title and go clear at the top of the World Series with five tournaments to go. It's been a very and is a very tough and devastating time for everyone in Fiji and it was an emotional week with all sorts of things going on. Allied to that, the four or five guys that were vomiting and uh, ill all week and weekend, including Playmakers like Tatimo Ravuvu um, and Emanoni Naisilasila that didn't take part in the semi-final or the final and Sevu Mother Nathangi um, that was also ill as well as two or three others. Josh, our new winger, uh, hardly played because of his vomiting as well. So with all of those distractions and then the pressure on top of us for the cyclone and then being 15-0 down in the final in horrendous conditions just shows the spine that this team has the tough teak wood that it's built upon and um, I'm very pleased with that it's not exactly very long ago that we won our last tournament it was only Dubai Um, we've won two tournaments now we're about 10 points at least ahead of where we were last year as far as series points garnered in the first five tournaments so um, considering that we've we have undercooked this team it's a quite phenomenal record really that we've had obviously yep our record went 39 games in a row uh, in pool play and it was going to go at some point and Samoa deservedly beat us we played them again on Saturday and I thought they again showing some glimpses of some great stuff and were unlucky on a few occasions at the weekend and we were certainly not going to be underestimating them on this uh, new artificial indoor arena that I think will be fantastic to play rugby in that's the Fiji Sevens coach, Ben Ryan. Samoa, meanwhile, could only manage 13th place in Las Vegas, despite that stunning beginning against Fiji. The Manu went on a three-game losing skid against France, Argentina and Scotland, before beating Portugal and Canada to finish with the Shield title. Head coach Damien McGrath says the squad is remaining positive, despite a lot of adversity. We just seem to stagger from one problem to another, but players are the results 
not uh, diminished in any way. They're enjoying what they're doing, and uh, yeah, we had five brand new players. And I think even if everybody had been healthy, you know, it still would have been a, a sticky tournament for us because the players that came in just had a, a week to prepare, and you know, added to the illness as well. It just made that difficult. You know, beating Fiji in that first game was fantastic. It, it gave a, a little show of what we're possibly capable of in a, further down the track. Was it four players? During the week, or six players during the week that got a bit of a bug, and then a couple of concussions yeah, on day one. We ended up with, uh, yeah, we ended up with with six players confined to bed at various stages, and the staff as well. And then the calamity of losing our two most experienced players, Palominga uh, Selly Selly, the captain, and Thiel and Mialoid, uh, to concussion in games one and two, just really compounded our problems. But I was really, really pleased with how the, the players stuck to their task and. We looked to be down and out uh, yesterday, uh, but we came strong today and you know, they could only beat the teams that were in front of them. They did that quite comfortably. Yeah, so obviously that first up win against Fiji and you talked about leading up to this tournament how this was a chance to um, you know, show what you guys are capable of and, and do a lot better than that 31-0 defeat in Sydney. Uh, that must be an indication of what, what is possible? It is, and I think I, I hope it gives a, a good glimpse of, of what this team can do. Illness and, and injuries at part, I think we still suffer from inconsistency. For every good thing we do, we seem to open a door and let teams back in at times. And that's something that, you know, as a, as a coaching staff, we have to try and make better. You know, nobody is, uh, is scoring great tries and, uh, you know, doing good things and then doing some really basic errors which allow teams back in. It is a young team, but we can't keep using excuses. At some stage, we need to straighten all these things out. And I'm, I'm hoping that bit by bit that's going to happen. Alrighty, well, uh, Las Vegas to Vancouver isn't too far of a trek. Uh, what's the status with the injuries and the illnesses uh, for that? I mean, how, do you have to bring anybody in? Or We're fortunate, you know, some great work by our, our physio. We've got the two uh, concussed players uh, past their um, concussion protocols and they'll have a gradual reintroduction next week and they'll be available for Vancouver, which is terrific news. Are your expectations higher for Canada? Oh, they are, yeah. I'm really happy with the group of players we have and I'm looking forward to getting back to uh, to Samoa and, and working hard with the players. I know when I spoke to you last week, I was looking forward to the luxury of having a full week with the players building up. You know, illness sort of scuppered that plan so we can maybe get some good training sessions in this week and then get back to Samoa and, and prepare for Hong Kong properly and then, uh, you know, it'd be exciting, I think. That's Samoa's sevens coach, Damien McGrath. The Japanese Sunwolves are one game into their fledgling existence in Super Rugby. Manu Samoa first five Tusi Pisi was heavily involved in their debut match, scoring the Sunwolves' first competition points and receiving their first yellow card in a 26-13 defeat to the Lions in Tokyo. The 33-year-old says despite the loss, it was a special occasion for the team and Japanese rugby as a whole. Just talking to the boys, they never thought that they'll see the day that Super Rugby would be in Tokyo. So it was really special for uh, Japanese boys. For myself, obviously, it's a great opportunity to get back into Super Rugby and to play for the Sunwolves that have given me so much over here. So it was a great occasion. And there's obviously been plenty of talk about the Sunwolves uh, a long time before the franchise, the name, the jersey, the squad, the coaching staff and all that were decided. It has been pretty rushed. I mean, what is the feeling like on the ground amongst the players? You know, a lot of people say you shouldn't even be in the competition uh, you know, there are people saying all sorts of things. Um, what's the sort of feeling amongst the group? You guys are the ones that are actually out there doing it, training every day and, and getting ready for these games. It hasn't been the best preparation, but, you know, we're not using that as an excuse uh, while we lost last weekend. Um, no, we're just here to work, and, and um, these players are really excited to, to be involved in Super Rugby and get opportunity every week to play some of the best players in the world. So for us, it's just turning up to work and, and doing what we have to do. 
Obviously, there's the Japanese element in terms of some Japanese internationals and locals in the squad, but there are foreign players as well to Japan, and I guess you're kind of a hybrid, and there's a few like yourself who, whilst you're obviously not Japanese, you play your rugby in Japan. You've, I think, been with Suntory, haven't you? So, And there's a few yeah. guys that play in the Japan Top League as well. So uh, I guess that means that on some level you sort of understand the area. How's that sort of mix about, you know, with all the players from around the world? It's great. Players from overseas have really um, settled in well and, and the boys, the local boys are, um, have really been um, embracing of, of them coming in and the environment so far has, has been great and everyone just wants to learn and, and, and play for each other so that's the main thing. What is something about Japanese rugby that you've come to learn in your time playing up there that perhaps the average rugby fan in the Southern Hemisphere wouldn't quite understand or, or would perhaps be surprised about you reckon? Just your resilience. They're resilient people, resilient players, you know, and they work really hard. I don't think um, people from overseas understand that. That's what I've got to learn from playing here in Japan. And so you had that first game at the weekend against the Lions, uh, and then all of a sudden you've got a bye already. Um, is that a good thing, a bad thing? Does it give you a chance to take a breath? Yeah, obviously we only had two weeks to prepare. This bye has been a, a bit of a blessing in disguise to, to get more used to each other and kind of the right time for us where we can play our first game. Now the boys know what level we have to be at, what intensity training have to be at every week, so to prepare for every game. And uh, a lot of talk uh, about the travel schedule you guys are going to have to uh, deal with as well. Uh, Japan all across uh, you know, the globe, because um, you know, even though your second match is a home game, of course, that'll be at Singapore, isn't it? So uh, yeah. another short trip, but I guess also quite exciting as well. Obviously, we would love to be in Tokyo, but... Um, it's great to take the game over there in Singapore, and I'm sure um, a lot of fans from Tokyo will travel over and from all around Japan will travel over and support us. You've been at the Crusaders, you were uh, at the Hurricanes in Wellington, where I'm calling from at the moment. Uh, are there players like yourself that feel like, you know, this season, this team, the Sunwolves, is a chance for some of you guys to prove something maybe to the rugby public? Uh, obviously, the Sunwolves as a franchise, but also some individuals, uh, you know, at super rugby level? For us, it's all about proving to ourselves that and making sure that we're prepared to win every week. And I think that's going to be the challenge is we're not really worried about the outside influence or what everyone's talking about. It's about every week preparing to win and knowing the intensity that we have to be at every week to to win. And that's the most important thing to us is being accountable for, for our own performances and, and obviously for, for each other. And uh, so you've got the Cheetahs next week. What difference do you think leading into that first game to leading into the second game, effectively another two weeks to prepare? Can you notice on the ground and training the difference that each couple of days makes together? Yeah, definitely. The boys now know the intensity and physicalness that we've got to play with every week just to compete and let alone try and get a win. That's been a big learning for some of the boys. I know some of the boys have played international, but... In some cases, um, Super Rugby is probably a lot more open and a lot quicker than uh, international. What do you think 2C would be a, a good season for the Sunwolves? Is there one win, two wins, five wins, ten wins? I mean, do you put a target on it? Is there something that you think, well, geez, that, that's got to be the bare minimum? It's preparing every week to be at the intensity to, to win. And for us, that's the most important thing. Um, we haven't really put a target on, on how many wins that we should get to make it a successful season. But... Um, it's just preparing really well to give us an opportunity and a chance to win. That's the Manu Samoa and Japanese Sunwolves first five, Tusi PC. Tekabara Rao Rents says being recognised for his service to athletics in Oceania has only encouraged him to work harder. The General Secretary of the Kiribati Athletics Association, 
was presented with an Oceania Athletics Merit Award last week, recognising distinguished service to athletics in the Oceania area for a period of at least eight years. Patrick Bauer and Joseph Roden Jr. from Fiji were also recognised, along with New Zealand's Don McKenzie. Tikabara Rolrens says it's a huge honour. I'm very humbled with this uh, merit. It's a wake-up call as well for me, trying to be more uh, active and see things that will be good for the development of uh, athletes in the future. The idea is um, look forward to what would be good for the uh, athletes in the Philippines. Yeah, that's right. And so this being an Olympic year, I mean, if you look into the next two, three years ahead, I mean, with that in mind, what what would be one of your biggest goals at the moment to achieve? To achieve is to break our national record first. That's our first goal. So anyone to compete in the Olympics this year, we are trying to break the national record first. Because our athletes, always run 11 seconds. They never come to uh, the 10, less than 11. So... I'm thinking if our athlete that would be sending this year could uh, possibly uh, break the 11. That's our main goal for this year. If we can do this, then it's like a motivation to the other athletes in Kiribati that they can also run the 10, less than 11. The national record at the moment is 11 flats. And, uh, and how many athletes are you hoping you might get to Rio? We always have two athletes sending to compete in the 100 meters, one male and one female. How did you get started in athletics? How, how many years ago did you first start competing and, and what was it that attracted you to the sport? I started involving uh, in athletics since I was in secondary school. Because uh, in Kivas, uh, we don't have uh, kids athletics. started uh, learning some of uh, the events like throwing, running and jumping. And I started competing at a, since uh, I was in the secondary that That's the first time I started competing. So the events that I participated in is uh, short put, discus, 100 meters, I jump and long jump. And uh, what would you say your favorite event is? Uh, especially uh, the, the, the throws because uh, I, I'm better in throwing. And what would you say was your proudest moment as an athlete when you were competing or, or your biggest achievement? Uh, my proudest moment is when I, was when I broke the, uh, the national record. That was in 98 when I was doing Form 6. And that's the national record for what? Uh, national record for short put and discus. And what were your distances? For discus, uh, I threw 35 metres, and for short put, 12. And do those records still stand in Kiribati? No, they, they have been broken already by the, one of our the cool throw. And uh, what made you want to be involved also as a coach and an administrator and not just an athlete? What got you involved on that side of it all? Yeah, because uh, when I was uh, an athlete, uh, I was coached by an, not a qualified uh, coach. That's uh, the time I started thinking of uh, doing the proper coaching. Since I got a qualification for throwing, then I started involving in coaching for my athletes. And now I can I could see the difference between how I throw when I was an athlete compared to the current uh, athletes. What are those current athletes like? Do you, do you think is there is there a lot of promise coming up through the ranks? Yep. Um, at the moment, we we have uh, maybe three or two uh, good throwers. Right now, I I think they can only compete at uh, Australia level levels. Uh, we're still working on their performance, uh, their techniques, and to develop their skill of throwing. Yeah. And what do you make Tikabara of the the Oceania athletics scene at the moment? I guess you know we see. New Zealand and Australia have some, you know, very elite athletes that do well at the Olympics or the Commonwealth Games or what have you. And 
I guess last year we saw for the first time some New Zealand and Australia athletes invited to compete at the Pacific Games in some sports, and it seems like that might be heading down that path as well. And then, of course, the Pacific has you know many talented athletes as well, the likes of uh, Ryan Penny and Toya Whistle from uh, Papua New Guinea and, and various people from other nations as well. How do you feel about where athletics is at in Oceania and Kiribati, of course? Most of our athletes, I think they, can, they could compete well. But we don't have a synthetic uh, track. That's our situation in Kiribati. We don't have a synthetic track. The athletes run on uh, the, 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 what is it, the track of town with their feet, as most of them don't have uh, shoes spiking. So, what so are, uh, the track that they run on, what is it made of at the moment? They run on the grass, like that. Has there ever been a proper running track in Kiribati? No, we don't have since uh, independence. We don't have one. We still could be able to see our athletes doing it better. If we do have a track, a better track, I think our athletes can do much better. So, if you have any promising, yeah, if you have any promising runners, where can they go to run on a track? Do they have to come to Australia or New Zealand or go to one of the other Pacific nations like PNG or Fiji to to try and train? I'd like to thank uh, the, the, the way for that because they've been uh, inviting our athletes. We do some training down in Brisbane, uh, uh, yeah, Brisbane Gold Coast. Yeah, we have one athlete being sent, but that's uh, the chamber. But I was still thinking of sending more if they can do the what's it, the camp training at, at the same place where they. Because this that time uh, we found that uh, our chamber broke its own record after the training in uh, Brisbane. And uh, who who pays so for that? The, uh, when you the, send from when... that time, we the Knock did. Uh, paid for that, and David Lido from England, he used to be the volunteer working here, he was paying for his fare. In, in, in terms of getting more of your athletes to the Gold Coast to, to train there, or I guess the ideal scenario to, to have a track, a proper track built in Kiribati, uh, I mean, is there any plans for that? Yep, uh, now uh, we are working together with the Kinoch. We got already a uh, document from the OA. Now we are currently working on that. Uh, we're still thinking of uh, sending our application maybe this year. Yeah. So, so who do you send the application to? Uh, we try to send it to IWF if they can provide uh, funding for that. IWF. That is the General Secretary of the Kiribati Athletics Association, Tikabara Rauriens. And the Papua New Guinea Hunters have made a winning start to the new Queensland Cup Rugby League season beating South Slogan Magpies 36-18 in their first game of the season at the weekend. That's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.